for what we've all been waiting for. You're... You're the one who... killed those doctors. And I don't even have malpractice insurance. Most of our world has been destroyed. Civilization is in a time of great danger. Our survival requires your attention. Our survival requires your labor. Our survival requires your submission. Product must be. The product must be consumed. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. Some folks have a strange idea entertainment. The following movie contains material that may not be suitable for all viewers. Your discretion is advised. If you wanted to listen to an asshole, you'd listen to What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Welcome back, everyone, to the Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. I think I just said it already. Oh. It is a rainy, stormy morning. It's perfectly fitting for the mood of this week's episode, because I'm raining in my heart. No. Uh... <laughs> This week's episode, episode 24, Doom Asylum, from 1987. Really hard movie to do research on. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen my fair share of low-budget, you know, non-popular films, but holy shit, I couldn't even find a release date for this one. But... We'll get to that in a moment. First, I wanted to uh, I wanted to start with something actually kind of cool, something I haven't uh, I haven't done something like this before. Anyways, normally at the beginning of the episodes, I you know I talk about movies I've watched or you know I talk about Wally, my dog. Oh, I, speaking of Wally, actually yesterday I went shopping and I found this really cool. It's like um, it's a little Halloween beagle, but it's like a beagle skeleton. I know morbid much but um Wally's still alive so <laughs> it's not that morbid but um no it was like it was really cute he's like got like the word boo hanging from his mouth and not boo as in you know everyone calling their lame boyfriends and girlfriends boo but um like you know that Halloween boo scary kind of thing and um I know I'm so nice but um he's, he's got a little top hat on a little bow tie and everything it was really fucking cute anyways uh 20 bucks at our local value village um so yeah it was, it's a fucking adorable um i might even i'll uh, probably post a picture of it actually on the what lurks behind podcast zero uh facebook page instagram and hold the phone we now have a new website uh, what? Well, we, me, currently, right now. Um, I would like to uh, bring other people on to uh, help do uh, reviews and whatnot. So, if you're interested in that, give me a shout. Uh, but, anyways, so I decided that because you know I I look around on the internet all the time and I look at like you know I observe a lot like different podcasts, what they do, what they don't do, stuff like that. You know, ways to get your name out there. And anyways, came up with the idea of let's create my own website. Now, don't get me wrong, 
the webs the, the the website the podcast already has its own website uh, nextlevelradioonline.com/podcast0 that's the home of the you know the podcast and whatnot but i like i don't know i i like writing reviews i like writing bullshit i like ranting and stuff like that and sometimes i don't feel like you know adding it to the podcast i'd just rather just type it and share it all over the social meds and that's the end of it so anyways i got this idea i was like you know what fuck it let's let's create a website and because you know the most successful podcast that's what they do they make a website so um anyways i have uh it's a blog slash kind of website like it's gonna have um each week it'll have the link to the you know the recent episode uh through the next level uh network um and then uh, it's also uh, at, at times i'm probably going to add my letterbox reviews as links or sometimes i'm just going to write full out reviews on there letterbox i use for when i want quick little blurbs like this movie was awesome completely surprised me great effects great music okay it's a nine out of ten move move the fuck along now um but but sometimes i like to actually like really talk my movies out but at the same time like i know that for the amount of horror movies out in the world as opposed to how long my podcast is gonna going to last uh I won't have all the time in the world <laughs> to do an episode on every goddamn movie I've ever watched. So sometimes I'm just going to type out a review or maybe type out a review based on like a Blu-ray experience. You know, hey, this Blu-ray had great extras. This one was fucking shit. Use it as a coaster. Um, so who knows what what I do with it. Uh, it'll also be kind of a thing where I may do like, you know, a little bit of uh, like personal stuff. Like, you know, like here's Wally the Halloween Beagle this year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. I can do like a bunch of crazy weird shit with it. So anyways, the link, because I know that's what you've been waiting for. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, what lurks behind podcast It's really fucking easy. You know, just the name of the podcast.com. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, I, I've already been promoting it on the, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, I think, well, I have it like linked to my Twitter. So by the way, any of you that were following my Twitter account yesterday and you saw like all the previous 23 episodes getting reposted, that's why, uh, it's kind of linked. So it'll kind of save me some time too. Uh, when I post the link on the website, it will also link it right to Twitter. So you will always have access to the most recent episodes. And, you know, it's just something I'm I'm excited about. Like, I'm excited about this podcast. I've been enjoying doing it. And I want to I want to make it bigger. I want to make it better. Which also, that reminds me. I have something that I have to say to Black Macabre. Thank you so much. My first iTunes review. I was so happy. I just noticed it yesterday because being here in Canada, we don't always see everything that happens in the States. We don't also always see stuff that happens in Canada, but that's another story. Anyways, I'm like fucking around on the internet yesterday, like, you know, looking stuff up, adding links on the website and whatnot. And I get to iTunes, the US version, and I see that I have an iTunes review from Black Macabre. So thank you so fucking much. You fucking rule, dude. Um, which that I'm also going to use as my segue into the next part of this, you know, little preparation mode kind of thing i don't know what the fuck this is this is just kind of like an intro this is me babbling and shit but anyways uh dread central posted something on their facebook page um earlier in the week anyways it was it was a a, like an image it actually has a picture of art the clown in the background kind of blurred out and whatnot um but anyways it, it was something that got me thinking because they were kind of talking about uh the five reasons to watch horror movies and of course, in their link, they also wrote, if you have other, you know, if you have other reasons, you know, feel free to add them. But I like the five that they they wrote down. So I thought, you know what? It's kind of a way to open up the podcast, you know, loosen the mood a bit, you know, whatever. I don't I don't drink when I do these things. I probably should. It'd be a lot better. But um, <laughs> I drink coffee, uh, if you couldn't tell, because sometimes I talk really, really fast. <laughs> but um no, anyways, I thought, you know, something to kind of like, you know, just just start the, the, the episode off on a fun mood because it may not be so fun later on. Um, let's I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to mention the, the, the five reasons to watch horror movies and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on each one. 
So um, number one, number one that they wrote down, uh, I'm doing these in a different order, by the way, but number one was offers survival tips in almost any situation. That's the number one reason to watch horror films. That is so goddamn true. Uh, because I'll tell you, like, especially like, you always know when you have a really good horror film because it gets very creative and does things we haven't seen before. But the other thing that I kind of like about that is not only does it offer survival tips, but it also shows you what not to do. Um, like if the killer's in your living room and you have a second floor, don't go upstairs unless you plan on jumping out of a two-story fucking window. Um, like it's kind of cool to watch horror films because yes, you see the do's and you see the don'ts. Um, you know that, you know, if you go to your car and the window is foggy on the inside or your car was locked and you go get your keys and you come back and the door's not locked in your car anymore, um, odds are someone's in the car. Uh, that was something that I always laughed about in the, the original Halloween. Um, you know, make sure you kill the guy with the right eye color because in Black Christmas, um, oh, spoilers, um, come on now, 1974. If you haven't seen this fucking movie by now, that's not my problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, in, in Black Christmas, um, you know, Jess thinks that you know by killing her boyfriend that she killed the killer. No, your boyfriend had blue eyes, and the killer has brown eyes. Figure it out. Um, and I'm not talking about that Black Christmas uh, remake because um, that was just all sorts of fucking weird. Don't get me wrong, I watch it every year, but eesh, that was a weird fucking movie. What was with the yellow skin? I never fucking got that. But anyways, whatever. I, I know it was explained in the movie. I just don't understand why they had to go there. But anyways. So yeah, offer survival tips. And like I say, like sometimes the best survival tips are when we get to see on the screen what not to fucking do. Um, so number two, makes the best film icons. That is very true. Um, so much as that, like, in the horror genre, we just can't stop remaking these goddamn movies. <laughs> um, like Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, uh, Jason, now Chucky is being remade. But you get my point. Like, these uh, these characters are so iconic and to the point where those who have, like, grown up with them, like, Freddy Krueger fans, they don't want no fucking remakes. I don't really want a remake right now of Freddy Krueger. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, like... The, he's such an iconic character. Robert Englund made him what he was. Whether he was goofy, whether he was creepy, whether he was scary, whether he was telling some of the worst dad jokes possible, we loved him for who he was. Uh, Jason Voorhees is kind of different because it was always someone different in the mass. Same with Michael Myers. But they were still iconic characters. doesn't really so much matter who the, the actor was behind the mask. They're still iconic characters. Uh, Art the Clown is a good proof of that. We've had two actors play that, that character, and that character is very quickly becoming a household name. So, again, yeah, like, the whole idea of makes the best film icons. Uh, Leatherface is another one. Many actors have played the role, but Leatherface is still Leatherface no matter what. Um, unfortunately, some of these newer films, in my opinion, are not as good as the originals. And I'll tell you something. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to be an interesting film where when I do discuss it, I actually do kind of hope I have a guest for that one because there is different opinions about the original versus the remakes on that. And it, it would be an interesting conversation to have with someone as opposed to just listening to me. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, let's stay on stay on target uh with this you know um anyways <laughs> but best film icons definitely I, when i think about it like i i named all the like the slasher you know heroes and whatnot but i mean we also have the hell priest aka pinhead um i always say pinhead second because he was not actually called pinhead in the original book um he was a hell priest and actually the original pinhead was a female oh how many people knew that most of you anyways but that's besides the point so I'm skipping number three in this because number three is actually the one that I want to talk about the most. So I'm going to go straight to number four, which is insanely good music. That is the fourth great reason to watch horror films. So fucking true. Some of the most iconic themes have come from horror films. You know that Halloween theme. No matter where you are, you know, no matter when you hear it, no matter who's performing it. As soon as you hear that Halloween theme, you know it. Nightmare on Elm Street, familiar themes. Um, Friday the 13th, familiar theme. 
some of these movies have some of the greatest films. The Exorcist has probably one of the most iconic themes of all time that Mike Oldfield's like, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Oldfield. What the fuck am I thinking? Uh, Tubular Bells. One, you know it when you hear it right away. You're like, oh, that's that's The Exorcist. Even if you haven't even seen the fucking movie, you know that theme goes with that movie. Uh, Jaws. Seriously, do we need a more uh, iconic theme? I know I'm butchering it, but Jaws has probably one of the most familiar fucking themes of all time. Um, and that, and it's not just even the themes. Like some of like some of the soundtracks that have come out, like. Granted, whether or not you call it a horror film, I personally kind of classify it in there, but whatever is whatever. It takes place on Halloween, so fuck you. But um, <laughs> anyways, The Crow. The Crow has one of the greatest soundtracks there is. Um, oh, fuck. What was the other movie? D- Demon Knight. Tales, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. There's no musical score to this. It's all it's all bands, but it's a really good fucking soundtrack. Uh, some of the uh, John Carpenter themes. Uh, and I'm not just talking Halloween. I'm talking like The Fog. I'm talking Christine. I'm talking Prince of Darkness. These are all classics that he put together himself. There's a reason why everyone's like, you know, flipping out and like fucking happy as hell that Halloween is being done by him. You know what I mean? Like, like the new Halloween film. Um, so yeah, like I mean, horror horror films, even the bad ones. Some of the bad ones have some of the best fucking themes. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I mean, it's a campy, fucked up, stupid little movie. But you know that theme when you hear it. Um, oh, I, I, I could go on. I really do want to get to part to point three, so I'm gonna kind of skip like really fast through this. Uh, number five makes for some killer Halloween costumes. Yes, this is absolutely true because not only is it just the iconic like the film icons and whatnot, but sometimes just seeing like some of the special effects and behind the scenes featurettes and shit like that. I mean, we watch these horror films, we go, "Holy shit, that looks fucking awesome." We want to know how it was done. We watch the the Savini videos you can see online and whatnot. We watch like all sorts of shit. Like we read Fangoria magazines and Rue Morgue and all these different like magazines because we want to know how they did these effects. And not to mention, some people are just really fucking creative and know how to do this shit, or they just experiment until they find out some. They find something that works really awesome. And where do we get a lot of these ideas from? Horror films, of course. So. One, two, four, five, now for number three. And number three is something that I actually, I I really wanted to uh, focus on because I think of any fandom out there, this is the absolute truth. The number three reason, which honestly should have been number one, but anyways, fellow horror fans are like family. And I say this because I, I, I make no bones about it. You guys know I like my comic book characters i like video games well some that i'm good at anyways um but i love cartoons um i love everything that's the 80s i mean i grew up in the 80s i grew up in the 70s as well uh, those years i don't remember that well but you know hey i was born the same year as you know the jaws came out so i i love you know throwing that up there as like my little trophy and whatnot but anyways no fellow horror fans are like family you know what I, I i want i wanted to really reiterate this because okay and keep in mind i know like every week i put out these episodes you guys hear me will you know i'll joke around and i'll say like fuck you and stuff like that honestly I, there is not i have nothing wrong with my listeners i have i i love you guys you guys are awesome i have a lot of great support on this podcast I joke around. I always talk like that because that's how I joke with people is like, fuck you. And like, like you can ask anybody, like if I walk up to somebody and I say, you stupid cuck, it odds are they're like my best friend. Um, because people that I don't care about, I don't talk to. Um, (laughs) that's just the way I am. Um, but I'll tell you, like I've seen like star Wars fans are hideous to each other comic book fans are constantly bitching about this and that and like they they're never satisfied with any of the movies that come out um it's it's constantly arguing and constantly you always see like you know people are name calling like whether you're a snowflake you're a cuck you're an asshole you're a dick licker like it's like fuck dude stop it already like 
you like the same kinds of things, but people are constantly fighting. And I'm not saying this doesn't happen within the horror fandom. It does. Yeah, you get your elitist cuck, you know, cuck fuck that comes along and is like, well, you know, my opinion's better than yours. And how the fuck have you not seen this movie and this and that? But I'll be honest with you. The majority of horror fans are just happy to recommend movies to each other. And, you know, when I think about like some of my best friends that are horror fanatics, we never say, hardly ever do we like insult each other over a movie we like. Instead, we're like, oh, if you like that one, check this one out. Because odds are that person has not seen that movie. I mean, I'll be honest with you, today's movie was a recommendation to me from somebody who a is younger than me but two um had seen this film and i hadn't and yet you know it's been out for years Uh, like i said kind of obscure couldn't even find a release date but anyways um but yeah today's topic itself is a recommendation to me that came from somebody else and that's what horror fans are like and we it's true we're we are kind of like a a big family yeah there's assholes out there i'm not gonna say there's not but then there's assholes in everyone's family too (laughs) it's nothing that's you know new or surprising um but yeah i i i wanted to point that part out um specifically also for the fact that because on on my podcast my episodes you guys know i at times i can say things that you know are a little bit harsh and I don't fucking care. And the reason I say I don't fucking care is because I'm just trying to entertain you guys. That's all this is. It's me talking my opinions about movies that I know nothing about anyways, but I love them. I love horror films and I constantly love recommendations. I love watching movies I haven't seen before. I love watching the bad ones. I love watching the good ones. Um, I also love the fact that in the horror genre, The horror genre is a genre that thrives and keeps going without the help of Hollywood. Um, Not saying that Hollywood doesn't have some, you know, horror gems as well, but we don't need Hollywood to be successful. There is a great independent market that's constantly pumping out shit. Not always good, but you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? The thing is, is what I love about the independent horror films and the reason why I stick to them so much is because there's passion behind them at least with most of them you get the like i said it's the same with like you know you always are gonna have that elite son of a bitch that's gonna come along and he's gonna you know elite or i should say elitist not elite because they're not elite they're fucking bottom of the barrel piss ants but anyways you're always gonna get that that jack off that's gonna come along and be like oh i know more than you yeah fuck off whatever i don't care um i like what i like and i I enjoy doing this shit and it's the same with filmmakers, you know, filmmakers will come along and yeah, you'll get that one asshole, you know, just wants to do it. Just, you know, say, Hey, I did it. Or I want to make a quick buck or whatever. Cause you're always going to have them lazy assholes. that will try that shit. But for the most part, a lot of the independent film, you can at least see there's passion there. They're trying. And I say that every week and I'll say it again for this episode. You know, because there are things... I'm going to be talking about Doom Asylum. There are a few things I'm going to criticize. It is not a great movie. But the thing is, is did I walk away enjoying it? That's what is the key thing. And there's a lot of films like that where they really are garbage. They're horrible. But you can walk away enjoying them. Like a perfect example is like you know movies. The Frank Henenlotter films are all like really fucking weird, and they don't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> or when they do, well, no, I shouldn't say they don't make sense. They make sense. It's just they're really batshit bizarre, um, and they're they're fun though. And that's the thing. You can walk away from a Henenlotter film going, okay, it was fucking stupid. It. You know, I've never seen anything like that before, but God, did I fucking laugh my ass off? Yes, I did. Okay. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. So anyways, I know I'm really babbling a lot here and it's just, you know, it's time to just start on with the movie review, but I just really wanted to say like, and number three stood out to me because I wanted to say to all of you that have been listening. And like I said, I have iTunes reviews. I have people checking out the website already and it's been in existence for one day. Um, 
you know, the, the amount of Facebook followers, Instagram followers, uh, people that talk to me on a, an everyday basis, people listening to the, the podcast, for those of you who bought the shirts or, you know what I mean? Like, all of you, like, you're all fucking awesome. And that's the one thing about, like, the horror genre, more so than any other fandom, is like fucking great you guys make it worth it you make it that i want to continue doing this so thank you so fucking much Does that sound like it came from the heart i hope it did uh, as black as my heart is um <laughs> yeah but anyways so that's that um so yeah five reasons to watch horror films number one offers survival tips in almost any situation number two makes the best film icons number three fellow horror fans are like family number four insanely good music and number five makes for some killer halloween costumes and now for the moment we've all been waiting for no um yeah uh so doom asylum um interesting how this is going to work uh, there will not be a trailer leading into this part of the episode for the simple fact that there isn't one. Um, yeah, I looked every fucking where I could possibly think of to find a trailer. Couldn't find one. Um, find theme music? Can't find it. Uh, release date? Can't find it. Uh, <laughs> granted, I'm not going to lie. I have not watched the Arrow video release of this yet. Um... So, who, for all I know, there could be some of those things on the Arrow Video uh, Blu-ray release that came out just recently. But, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a movie that is just so fucking... Ugh. It's fucking weird. And I know I sounded like a valley girl when I said that. I don't fucking care. Back in a moment. It, my singing voice scares the fuck out of you guys, doesn't it? That's the point. All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment after this break. This man. This man. What? He's not dead, sir. <laughs> You don't really believe that old story. How ridiculous. A man who lurks around a deserted asylum and kills people with autopsy tools. And I don't even have malpractice insurance. Hey, assholes! Can't you read? Do not enter! <laughs> I respect your First Amendment right to the political beliefs of your choice. But I don't necessarily agree. Gene, something's happening, Gene. Tell me, where is she? Where Relax and go with the flow. Make this fucking scumbag big and hard. Nobody ever got killed by a legend. Cut the crap, Tina. Got a knife? <laughs> it looks like the dyke has a good lawsuit. I'd be glad to handle it. For a reasonable fee. <laughs> and I'd just like to add, God, that if we make it through this, I'll give you anything you want. Money. Sex. A charge card of Bloomies. Amen. Before there was Buffy, there was Kiki. Welcome back to What Lurks Behind the Doom Asylum. And when we're talking about Kiki, no, not that stupid fucking Drake song. Yeah, triggered. Hashtag that shit. No, fuck off. Whatever. Um, yeah. This whole fucking Kiki challenge shit. 
whatever. It, it made it hard watching this fucking movie just because of that. Because, like, every time they'd say Kiki on there, I'd see, like, some fucking idiot dancing outside of his fucking car in my head. And <sighs> Anyways, enough about that. This is a good podcast where we talk about good things, not stupid fucking morons and their fucking stupid video challenges. Put your goddamn phones down, people. Not not my listeners. You guys are awesome. Plus, I think most of you need your phones to listen to this. So, hey, I'm being nice to you guys. I really am, honestly. No. Um. Hey, Doom Asylum. So get this. Doom Asylum was direct to video in 1987. What fucking month? Don't know. What day? Don't know. What hour? I have no fucking clue. Um. Yeah. Try finding it. Honestly, it, I probably was looking in all the wrong spots. But I go to my normal like shitholes. I go to IMDb. I go to Wikipedia. I do a Google search. Fuck, there's even times I'll use, like, Internet Explorer just because I want to piss myself off like that. But, yeah, I couldn't find an actual date or anything. And because it's direct-to-video, um, okay, so we don't know how much this movie made either. Uh, I can tell you it was directed by Richard Friedman. Um, as someone wrote it, I forget the guy's name. I think it was Rick Marks. I think he's the one that wrote it. Screenplay, I think, anyways. Uh, yeah. That name sounds familiar, so it's probably Rick Marks. As you can as you can see right now, I kind of half-assed this one, and half-assed it because I wanted I wanted the episode itself to be interesting. I wanted it to be fun because <laughs> this movie, oh my god! I seriously would like to know why Arrow Video of all like because they're pretty prestigious in their like you know their releases and whatnot. They release a lot of good shit. Why the fuck they picked this movie? Um, okay. I'll give you the synopsis that I was able to find. So, but I mean, like, honestly, I could have written my own because this movie is pretty straightforward. It's not really, really that hard to understand this movie. Mitch Hansen, he's a lawyer, um, a.k.a. liar. But anyways, um, Mitch Hansen and his fiance get into a car wreck in which she gets killed. That was humorous. But anyways, that's besides the point. And during Mike Hansen's autopsy, he wakes up and kills the medical examiners. Um, he wasn't dead, but anyways, that's besides the point. So anyways, 10 years later, a group of friends driving along to the same song that you know Mitch Hansen was listening to 10 years prior to. Uh, that was interesting, too. A group of friends have a picnic near the asylum where Hansen got held. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. Why you go for a picnic near an asylum is beyond me. But anyways, actually, it'd probably be pretty fucking cool uh a punk band is using a punk band yeah uh, i don't know if i call them that maybe a puke band but anyways <laughs> a punk band is using the asylum to practice some <clears throat> songs however hansen still inhabits the asylum and plans to go after any perceived intruders okay so uh this uh this movie um Wowzers. Uh, so, they, okay, so interestingly enough, um, there are some famous names that uh, were in this film. Uh, probably the one that most people would know is Kristen Davis. Um, if you watched uh, Shit in the City, I mean Sex in the City, um, you know, you'd probably know her from that. Uh, and Patty Mullen, for those of you who I was talking about Henning Lauder films earlier, um, for those of you who know uh, Frankenhooker, she's the Frankenhooker. Um, yeah. She was also, uh, what did I see, Pet, Penthouse's Pet of the Year in 1987, I think, or 86 or something like that. She's cute. I'm not going to lie. Um, she makes it easier to watch this movie. I will say that much. Uh, Ruth Collins. Oh, I have lots to say about this person. But, um, well, her character, anyways. Um, she plays Tina. She plays the... the the band's lead singer, and I, I, I use the word band very loosely. Um, let's see, uh, Harrison White is also in this. Uh, he's one of those faces that, like, you wouldn't even recognize him that much in this movie. He plays Darnell, which Darnell is actually probably one of the more interesting characters just because he's batshit fucking crazy. But, um, well, cra crazy in the sense that it's he's not batshit as in, like, violent or anything like that. He's batshit in that, like, um, that drama was hot. He says that like a lot. It's fucking annoying. Um, his, he, he's, <laughs> he's the typical trope though. He's the, you know, he's the token black man that dies first. Um, 
Although I no, you know what? I'm I'm gonna ixnay that. And the only reason why I say that is because when we see the ten years prior to, there's um you know, the girlfriend dies and the two doctors die. So technically he's not the first death of the film. He's just the first death of the group of friends that, you know, go on this picnic by an asylum. Um, yeah. Uh so that's about uh, Harvey Keith was a medical examiner and he was in something else. I, I I don't know. The name sounded familiar, so I wrote it down. Um, yeah. Anyways, the cast. Honestly, it really doesn't fucking matter with this goddamn movie. Uh, I, seriously, most people that will watch this will watch it for Patty Mullen. That's it. That's honestly what it's going to come down to. You're not going to watch it for anybody else in this movie. Um, maybe, maybe Ruth Collins um, as Tina. Uh, Tina is something else. So. Anyways, I wrote down a bunch of notes, and I just watched this last night again for like the third time in a week. Uh, I will say this before before we get any further here. I I know it sounds like I'm like tearing this movie a new asshole, um, <laughs> undeservedly, uh, but no, it deserves it. But I'm not gonna lie, this movie's entertaining. I will say that much. This movie is very entertaining to watch, uh, especially the opening scenes have some pretty great gore. Um, actually, some really decent special effects. But it's the whole idea of okay. First off, you have the one doctor. Um, he's wearing like shades or whatever. Uh, he's like I, I guess actually I think that's who Harvey Keith is, is a medical examiner. Anyways, he's going to do the autopsy and whatnot. And first of all, he's doing an autopsy wearing sunglasses. So that was like I'm. I'm sitting here going, okay, so clearly this movie is not taking itself seriously whatsoever. Uh, and he looks like a poor man's version of Jeff Goldblum. Um, so that was, I, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, am I watching a cheaper version of Transylvania 6 5000? Uh, it was, um, and I, I know the way my brain works, which most people probably don't understand, but the reason why I say that is because Ed Begley Jr. was part of the show St. Elsewhere, which was a hospital show. So I correlate Jeff Goldblum with a hospital show, and this guy was a medical examiner, and that made absolutely no fucking sense. So I'm going to move on now. Patty Mullen. Um, I love her. She's gorgeous in this, but um, no. Uh, she plays two characters, actually. She plays uh, Judy from the past and Kiki in the present. And like I said, the whole time, anytime someone said Kiki, uh, it bothered the fucking shit out of me. Um, what's the thing the kids all say today? Triggered? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was triggering me. Trust me. Um, but whatever. I mean, it, not so much as annoying as that she nicknames her boyfriend um, Mom. So this is... I don't even fucking understand this shit. Like, there's one point where, like, the boyfriend's, like, talking to her, and he's like, he's like, you know, I know you've been through a lot. I can be there for you. And she's like, okay, well, I'll call you mom. It was a weird fucking joke that I, it really, like, kind of, it, it was fucking stupid, to be honest. Like, really stupid. I'm not going to lie. A lot of the dialogue in this movie is fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, like, I mean, like, at, at one point, like, there, oh, fuck, the, the little goth group or whatever. And, I mean, like, when I say group, like, I, okay, I listen to fucked up music, and I know that. Like, there, there's times that I've even had out, you know, I'll have my music on at work or whatever, and people walk by scary. Like, yeah, okay, I like to listen to weird shit. But I don't know, even me, as much as I love the weirdest fucking shit I can find, even I'm listening to this music going, that's not music. Um, and I mean, I've heard some fucked up shit from like skinny puppy and Einster's and a new and, you know, even earlier, like suicide, suicide commando and whatnot. Like, and I mean, even those uh, the bands I just named are pretty mellow in their own, in their own way as well. But <laughs> it's like, I'm, this is not fucking music. Um, but anyways, uh, the band, first off, they, they I guess, I, I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, was this a Switchblade Symphony, but like a, a knockoff version? Um, because uh, Tina and the Tots was the name of the band. That was it, was, it was fucking, like I said, it was fucking weird. Anyways, getting to the point of why I brought up the band anyways. So the band are in the asylum, and they're practicing, and they don't like the fact that, you know, Kiki and her friends are outside. So they decide they're going to try and, you know, scare them away or whatever. So they are filling up condoms with water. 
and they're going to throw them as water balloons. And Tina, as her, as, oh, I, is it, fuck, I forget what the girl's name is. Like, uh, Rapunzel, I think, is the character. Uh, she, fuck, I wrote down who played her, too. Uh, Farron. One, one, one name, Farron. Oh, okay. Anyway, she plays Rapunzel. Um, so she's like filling up like the, the condom with the water or whatever. And Tina says this fucking comment. She's like, make this fucking scumbag big and hard. And then she does this, ha, 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 this fucking annoying ha, 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 ha laugh. Like as if she's like reading her lines and just putting some emotion to it. She does it the, almost the whole fucking movie. I will say, granted, by the end of the film, I actually do like this chick. Um, the fight scene between her and um, who they're calling like the coroner, which is like Mitch Hansen, whatever, uh, like basically the killer. Their fight scene is actually pretty decent. It was it was fun to watch. But oh wow, her character, she was <laughs> something else. Um, and I mean, this movie like it hams up the stereotypes too. Like you've got uh, Patty Mullen as the dumb blonde, her boyfriend who's uh, apparently named Mom. Uh, again, very fucking annoying, but anyways, he's like some like wussy, like preppy boy. Uh, you've got the sports fanatic kid who like as, as much as, Oh fuck. He's kind of funny because he reminds me of people I know. Um, and, and there's like, um, Kristen Davis's character. She's supposed to be like her parents, I guess were both, both therapists. So she's like, she, Everything that happens, she analyzes it and whatnot. And there's one part where, like, the sports fanatic kid is sitting there looking at his baseball cards, and he's like, did you know that Joe and Phil Necro, blah, 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 whatever, because even I didn't even care what he was saying. but uh, <laughs> um, And he's, like, comparing notes or whatever, and then she, like, basically sits up and looks at him and goes, well, what does that mean to you? And it's like, oh, my God, that I've heard people say this shit. Um, and, in, like, there's another uh, – anyways, yeah, and – Kristen Davis's character anyways she's like totally analyzing him and then gets like the sports fanatic kid to like start like pondering his life and whatnot over like baseball cards so it was kind of funny um but Patty Mullen um Kiki makes a comment actually when um he's like looking at his like sports cards on the ground or whatever and all of a sudden like his Wade Boggs card flies away and he's like oh no get back here Wade and all this stuff and like Kiki basically says something like Wade Boggs it sounds like something from a swamp and I'm not going to lie, as bad of a fucking joke as it is, I actually laugh. Um, <laughs> and, I, oh my god, like, it's like, the, the, the wussy kid, like the preppy boy or whatever, he, um, he kind of reminds me of like, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Like, well, he looks like a giant Ken doll is what he looks like. I mean, they've even got him like wearing the polo shirt and nice jeans and everything, and he's got his hair done like a Ken doll. Like, you that's the thing with this film you can tell that they like intentionally hammed up the stereotypes that's what they were doing uh but he's so funny at one point when like uh he thinks that like tina like killed uh brainy chick you know I, that's what i called him whatever brainy chick is um kristen davis's character and uh which by the way brainy chick she's fucking stupid too like the killer's like walking towards her hello if someone is walking to you walking up to you i should say with a fucking bone saw in their hand you fucking run you don't stand there and start trying to fucking like you know help them and give them some like therapy fucking session or something no you fucking run your goddamn ass off uh, not this chick so brainy chick not so smart anyways wussy prep boy uh, you know, Kiki's boyfriend named mom, uh, basically finds, um, brainy chick dead. And Tina happens to be standing there. And of course, Tina didn't do this, but wussy prep boy thinks that she did. And it's so funny because like, he's like your typical scaredy cat fucking loser who would not stand up for even, you know, a Seriously, anyone ever tries to hurt my dog, you will see a vicious side of me. Let me put it to you that way. And I'm a pretty chill dude. But anyways, instead of him like, you know, like standing up for his friend or anything, he's like, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Well, maybe not from me, but from the cops. Oh, my God. Seriously. And but it's funny because we know people like that. It was interesting watching this film because it's supposed it's literally not taking itself seriously. What's so fucking ever? It is a bad 
bad, bad movie. Um, with Oh, by the way, there's a lot of like inserted clips from Todd Slaughter films from back in the day. Um, because apparently uh, something about, I read this too, something about that the, the uh, distribution company that uh, released uh, Doom Asylum, and I think even like the director or whatever, um, they had the rights to a lot of Todd Slaughter's uh, earlier films from like you know the the 30s and 40s and 50s and whatnot. And uh, there, uh, one of them was Demon Barber from Street Fleet or Fleet Street or whatever it is. <sighs> I'm talking too fast, but anyways, um, yeah, uh, you. <laughs> apparently so like uh, Mitch Hansen's character who is like you know he's also like the character he's the the coroner as they call him or whatever the killer let's put it that way um, so in between kills he goes and watches like black and white movies on TV and that's they, they kind of show that a lot and there's a lot of wandering in the halls um, which I guess I was reading up last night I guess on the blu-ray um, the commentary they actually uh, address the fact that there's a lot of you know one character wandering off hall you know screaming for another character's name that shit happens a lot um and i guess it's supposed to like show like the idea of isolation and whatnot whatever um but anyways it, it, it's just it they do the stereotypes so well in this movie there's another part where like um kiki is like screaming because uh you know the the killer is like got her trapped or whatever and wussy prep boy is like kiki i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming i'm almost there i'm almost there and it's supposed to like be like you know making fun of like you know sexual screaming and whatnot it's oh he's a you know what he's a hard character to watch but i know people like him and that's what made it funny i'm watching this going i know assholes like you um (laughs) of course then like like oh fuck i I don't want to spoil everything i have a good feeling that there you know there could be a portion of you who haven't seen this film so i don't want to ruin the ending that's for sure um although i will i will kind of say this uh tina because nobody survives this movie um except uh basically patty mullen's character oh spoilers um no but when tina does meet her demise it is fucking funny uh totally pink floyd grinder style um if you've seen Pink Floyd the Wall, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's an interesting death. Um and like Pussy Boy there, like he's fucking he's weird. Like I don't know. I, I again, like I get it. This movie is like a satire, it's a complete fucking joke. It's definitely like B movie. This is the kind of movie that I would love to see, like, you know, Elvira or like Count Scary or someone like totally host this movie and just like banter the fuck out of it i almost wonder if mystery science theater did it and i just missed out on it but someone has to have because this movie's fucking horrendous but somehow or another arrow video thought it was worth giving you know the 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 4k treatment it's like wait what or 2k treatment whatever the fuck they gave i don't know they put on blu-ray but um yeah he he's hilarious though because like him and kiki like they get away and they're safe and all this oh let's stop in like you know like a little um like chapel in the uh rundown asylum and pray to god are you fucking kidding me oh my god sir again oh my god like yes oh my god why the fuck would you stop to pray i'm sorry god ain't coming down from the fucking clouds and saying you know what i'm gonna get this guy for you okay you're good like no oh my god anyways and there's this weird thing that goes on with the movie and again like i i almost want to hear the commentary for it because i want to know why the hell we hear these it's and you can tell like it's like a sound recording that's put on a loop but it's constant chirping birds for like the last i'd say maybe five minutes of the movie chirping birds chirping birds chirping birds chirping birds, and they get louder and louder. it's like why what in the hell is going i guess okay yes they're outside but birds don't chirp like that like oh, it's weird anyways i've kind of like been all over the place with this um movie uh house of the rising sun is used in this i tried to find who sang it i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know could be it, it this is a, a last week i think it was when i was talking about child's play i talked about like the song that's impossible to find can you believe it or not i was able to find the version of the house of the rising sun online that's used in this movie 
but nobody knows who sings it. So, <laughs> so it's still kind of a fuck up, but whatever. Um, so how do I rate this movie? How do I rate this movie? Uh, you know what? I didn't even write a rating down because I have to, I, ew, fuck. I don't know. There's a part of me. Okay. I, I think the way I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it two ratings because I'm at, I'm of two minds with this movie, which is kind of, I'll say this in, in the movie's favor. It, it's nice that you're, it, it gave me something to think about. Let's put it that way. In terms of a movie that's campy, knows it's campy, trying to be bad, and did it entertain me? It did all of that. Six out of ten. I'll say that much. It's a six out of ten. In terms of that, now, however, in terms of where it ranks amongst my favorite of the bad movies, because we all know I love bad movies, this movie does not hit the ranks of Spookies or, um, fuck, it doesn't even hit the dead hate the living for God's sakes. Uh, I cannot see myself going back to this very often. That said, if someone ever asked, would I, you know, should I watch it? I would definitely recommend it to people. You have to watch it at least once you have to. But the thing is, is I can't see myself going back to it over and over and over. That's, that's one thing that I, I, I don't think I would be able to do with this film. So in terms of, does it have return value? I mean, granted, yes, I did say earlier, I've watched it three times this week. That was trying to do notes. And on top of the fact that, you know, I've been tired this week and whatnot. So sometimes I doze off. Sometimes I'm, you know, distracted or whatever. So I have watched it three times to make sure that I caught what I wanted to catch. Um, That said, so return value, not very good. Uh, Honestly, like as much as... I, I saw like a higher definition quality video of this. Um, it, by the way, it's on uh, YouTube for free. Not the best quality, but you'll get like that kind of like that VHS feel to it. If you want to watch it there, um, it's free. Uh, I would honestly recommend doing that your first try because uh, if, you, if you go and, you know, spend the money on the Arrow Blu-ray without really knowing what you're getting into, you might be disappointed. Um because like I say, not much return value for this one. In terms of that, I'd probably give it a 3 out of 10. So if you're looking at an in-between average, 4.5 to 5 out of 10 is probably what I would I, I would have to give this film. I'm not going to say this is the worst film of all time. It's not. There are a lot of worse films. And like I say, this movie does try to you know, poke fun at itself and it pokes fun at the stupid stereotypes. I mean, it does have the typical, you know, dumb blonde trouncing around half the movie in a bikini. Why? We don't know, but that's what she's doing. And sure, if you're a guy, you're like, all right, I'll watch it. Well, even some women are probably like, she's fucking cute. But, you know, it's it's the whole idea of that Oh, and in terms of the effects also, like, let's keep in mind, like, this is a low-budget movie. Like I said, can't even find a fucking release date for it. The effects are not horrible. Now, I guess, and I never saw this on VHS, so I don't know. But I guess back in the days when the VHS came out, a lot of the gore was edited out. I kind of wonder why, because I've seen a lot worse films. But um, there is some, there's definitely some gore in here, especially at the beginning when Mitch Hansen is, like, you know, going through his autopsy and all of a sudden he wakes up, his face is fucking mutilated. Um, is it the most scariest, like kind of gore or like, is it going to gross you out? Not really, because you can tell it's special effects. It's low budget, but you know, all in all, like again, passion, the passion was there. They tried something. Did it work? Eh. Like I said, it's five out of 10 movie. If you take my two ratings and put it into one, um, so I mean, no, this isn't this isn't going to be something that you know you're going to be like, oh my god, this changed my life. No, I, I will say this: sometimes these bad movies almost do change my life, though, because if somebody can release a movie like this and it has a cult following and people enjoy it, I oh, even I enjoyed it. You know, maybe one day I make a bad movie. Who the fuck knows? And trust me, if you try to insult me and hurt my feelings, I wouldn't give two shits and a flying fuck because you know what can't do that shit to me it's like you know and i'm not gonna lie i haven't had many but i have had a few criticisms about my podcast okay don't listen if it bothers you that much don't listen because i'm doing what i do 
and you're going to do what you do, and everyone should do what they want to do. I mean, provided you're not killing anyone. Um, the killing needs to stay on the TV screens. It needs to stay on the, the, the movie theater screens. I, we, as horror fans, we know this. I mean, horror fans also, one thing I, 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 I'm going way back to the first topic of the episode, but whatever. We love things from different countries. You notice that? That is one thing where like, like horror fanatics, like we love our Japanese horror. We love our Turkish horror, our French horror, our Canadian horror, our American horror. Like we love horror from all around the world, all different parts of the world. That is one thing also like, you know, and, and not everyone, like you, you, you'll get some people are like, I don't like to read my movies. Okay, that's fine. Hey, that's cool. Don't, don't watch it. You know, you'll miss out on Pan's Labyrinth, but that's your choice. Um, but I mean, that's, uh, you know, just, I, I need to drop that whole topic. Moving on, because I could be sitting here talking about this shit forever. Um, people will annoy me. Uh, again, like I said, that's kind of the way I talk. I, anyways, yes, back to the movie, because I need to end this so that you all can go back to your happy little lives without me. Um, no. <laughs> Do you miss me? No. Um, okay. I told you I had multiple personalities. Don't act like you're surprised when you hear me do all that weird fucked up shit. Uh, for, uh, I'm going to be 43 in October, people. like I, I've had my head kicked in enough times. Not by people. <laughs> Usually by shelves falling on my head. But anyways, final thoughts on the movie, though. Honestly, is this movie worth owning buying depends on how much you like this kind of stuff uh myself personally i'm kind of glad i saw it digitally i didn't spend a whole lot of money on it i'm happy with that um it's for me personally this is just one of those movies where it's fun i I think it would be a lot more fun to watch with friends that's also the other thing i'm gonna say if you if you want to watch this movie watch with a group of people possibly with a lot of alcohol Um, That might have helped me as well. But again, not the worst thing I've ever seen. I've seen movies worse. Would I recommend this? Yes. I recommend you at least see it to say you've seen it. Um, And for all of you who have seen this movie throughout the years or you saw it back in the day when it was a VHS rental or whatever. um, Hey, I hope you liked my review. Um, Again, I don't make this podcast to try and piss people off. I just want to talk shit because somebody's listening somewhere um yeah but anyways that's the end of the review it's the end of the podcast people um and thank you for listening thank you for tuning in this week i will always thank you guys every week because you guys are the reason that i do this um you make it worth it for me some episodes i don't get much feedback other episodes i get a lot of feedback either way Thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for always listening. Um, I'm not going to babble a lot. I want to just end this. Get on with my rainy day. (laughs) It's awesome outside. I've been looking out the window the whole time I've been recording this. Fucking pouring and shit. I love it. Um, And yet, oh, hey, yeah. By the way, if you guys haven't... um, I know, like, not everyone that's into horror movies is into superhero, you know, movies and TV and whatnot. So, I mean, I, I, I'm recommending this. If you want to tune in, it's awesome. If not, hey, the, no skin off my back, you know. Um, but uh, earlier, okay, so last week I did Child's Play. And then uh, right the day after, first day of the week on the Monday. Um, DC, or sorry, uh, yeah, Monday, Monday. We recorded Tuesday was the release date. Um we recorded an episode. Myself, I was uh, a guest host on DC Primetime, and we uh, we went on a real rant fest uh, about season six of Arrow. Uh, it was their annual edition. Ben and Rob do that a lot, where the uh, like every like season's end, they'll do like what they call their annuals, and they'll um, they'll review the season and whatnot. Anyways, Arrow is probably one of the shows that I. As much as it pisses me off at times, I still love the show. There, there's a lot of great things that I love with that show. Um, and, I mean, like, I always tell everyone, and I, I will continue to tell people this, the whole CW universe that people have online, what with Green Arrow, Supergirl, 
the Flash, the Legends of Tomorrow and whatnot, it all started with Arrow. We don't have Arrow. We don't have any of this. So, I mean, and that's, you know, it, that's the truth of it all. So, as much as Season 6 really pissed me off, it was a lot of fun to talk with Ben and Rob. It was a lot of fun to be on DC Primetime. So, check it out, man. If, if you, or ladies, I cannot forget my ladies. Um, if you, uh, I, I'm talking to you, Jacob, you lady, you little bitch. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyways, personal jokes aside. If you would... Um, if you'd be interested in hearing, you know, myself and Ben and Rob, you know, pipe in about, you know, the TV show Arrow, hey, go check it out. DC Primetime, it's part of the Next Level Network, the network of podcasts. Next Level, taking it to the next level. I'm hamming it up, I shouldn't be. But anyways, uh, yeah, DC Primetime is part of the Next Level Network. It's part of uh, Next Radio, NextLevelRadioOnline.com. Uh, there's his uh, next level radio online.com slash DC primetime. Go check it out. Rob and Ben are awesome. They're, they're great at what they do. They're very unbiased. Um, I mean, they obviously they bring their opinions to, to the podcast, but they've got a great following. They do a lot of great things. They, uh, you know, their hundredth episode, they had interviews with uh, Tom Welling, David Harewood, uh, John Wesley ship, uh, who was the original flash. Nah, but uh, no, they're seriously those two guys. They're great at what they do. I myself personally like. They, I like. I, I wouldn't say that I like steal from them or anything like that. But they inspire my podcast in a lot of ways. Um, there's other podcasts, obviously, that inspire me as well. But in dealing with the Next Level Network, uh, Ben and Rob are two of the best at what they do. Uh, Rob also uh, his podcast, uh, Caffeine Crew, um, Castapods just released a jim henson episode an episode all about jim henson uh check that out too i know here i am plugging every other podcast but my own but they're they're great at what they do they're good friends of mine as well they they, you know they've taught me a lot um they're they're just great guys to work with so honestly go give uh dc primetime a listen to and not to mention i was on this episode so you know that's got to count for something right (laughs) i would hope um, <laughs> but uh, my podcast, where to find it? I'll make this very, very simple for you. So, nextlevelradioonline.com slash podcast zero or what lurks behind podcast zero.com. And then there's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero on Instagram, what lurks behind podcast zero. You see a, th- a theme here, right? Like what lurks behind podcast zero. Um, and uh, Twitter, Twitter is WLB Podcast underscore zero. Uh, you can find the podcast there as well. Oh, gee, where else? Letterbox.com slash what, uh, WLB underscore podcast zero. There's a Redbubble store. Just search What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero or do a Google search. Fuck, I, every now and then I like to stroke my ego a little. I like to stroke other things too. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, uh, Google search um, Player FM. Player FM. Uh, you can find the podcast there. You can find it on Castbox, Podcast Addict. It's it, it's making the rounds, man. Uh, for some reason, my podcast is picking up, and I'm loving it. So, yeah, check it out there. Uh, shit, that that's about it for me. I've babbled long enough, right? I mean, you guys are ready to just you know move on and go on with your lives and do amazing great things and you know feel free to email me at uh, what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com you can also email me through the website at what lurks behind podcast zero.com uh, there is a, a little thing on there that says contact just hit that send me an email you know tell me i'm an asshole tell me uh you have some mad undesirable crush for me or desirable crush <sighs> i'm talking too fast i need to shut up end this podcast next week next week's episode from 1980 you're 81 i think it's 80 oops be good thing to check out um evil dead sam raimi's evil dead bruce campbell ash williams uh i've got so much to talk about i'm gonna talk about tv shows i'm gonna talk about the movie itself obviously uh the legacy of bruce campbell and the legacy of ash ashley j williams and so much other awesome stuff. Look, 
thank you so much guys for always tuning in i know i tell you to fuck off a lot when i'm talking but i don't really mean it you guys are very dear to me thank you so much for always tuning in and always being so great thanks for all the great feedback thank you for the itunes review black macabre thank you so much for that and i'm done with the thank yous i'm done with talking i'm done with babbling it is time for house the rising sun by unknown Check you later, dudes. <laughs>